I'm really, I thought last week's episode of the Challenge USA was one of the strongest ones. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say I dislike this one, but there, <laughs> there's some idiot work happening right now. I'm John Shidley Hill. <laughs> and I am Sheldon Alexander again, welcoming you to this See You Killed It pod and giving an early reminder to like and subscribe wherever you happen to be listening to said pod. Bless us with a like, bless us with a comment, rate us, all that fun stuff. It's how you support the pod, and we appreciate that. So before we start talking about this week's episode, we had two comments. That on, I got some comments, Twitter. too. I got some comments, too. So before last night's episode mm-hmm. of the Challenge USA, I tweeted about last week's episode of You Killed It, saying that Sheldon, that's you, uh, had named Tyson as the MVP, and I had named Sarah. Got to point out, Sarah doesn't have Twitter. Strike one. (laughs) Um, But I was asking our listeners, who did they see as last week's episode, as last week's MVP? Okay. Strong support for your stance that Tyson was the MVP. Okay. So I'm going to read a couple of those. Scott says, Tyson, yes. Tyson thinks he is all that, but he backs it up. Sarah does not. You guys love Wes, and Tyson is basically the survivor version of him. Plus, the backstory of Ben basically includes him giving up a chance for a million for Sarah. Something strange there. I didn't know about that backstory with Ben and Sarah. That's a little weird. Uh, I'm not giving up a million dollars for anyone, if I'm being honest. (laughs) Um, And the thing I I would point out to Scott was, I did not like Wes for about his first, like, 10 seasons of the challenge. Um, Like, when uh, Fresh Meat 2, which, as you know, is my favorite season of the challenge, was on. and And that season, for those of you who have not seen it, I think it's the best season ever of the challenge, but it essentially boils down to Wes versus Kenny. Okay. At the time, I was strongly team Kenny. Like I hated Wes. I wanted him gone. I thought he was annoying. I thought he was a jerk. He really grew on me. So I know we hear a lot of the, oh, well, Tyson is the survivor Wes. Well, if that's the case, then it's going to take me like, at least six seasons before I'm on board with Tyson. And like, I recognize Tyson's very good, but that doesn't mean I like him. Like, I don't particularly like Johnny Bananas at this point, but I can't dispute that he's very good at the challenge. Okay. Uh, and then we had longtime listener Lucas Wyatt said that Tyson had the best performance. He literally carried his teammate in the daily challenge. They even had to rerun a portion of it, and they still won. It's one of the all-time greatest performances in a daily challenge. I can't lie with that. I can't disagree with that. That is true. And I know that was sort of like your central premise and why you thought Tyson was last week's MVP. Yeah, I mean, a great job by Tyson for sure. Um, Keep the comments going early and often here. this one is from our YouTube page. Uh, so shout to our YouTube viewers, the people that like to tune in and see our handsome faces each and every week. We appreciate you. Um, this account is Eyeball. Ooh, I see a Blue Jays hoodie from Mr. Chidley Hill today. Okay, I like it. I like it. 
Um, Eyeball says, you two are better critics than me. I had negative thoughts on Cash and Cinco. I scroll on my phone until that's over. It's not even good romantic drama. <laughs> no arguments here. Uh, I, I've said before, like if it wasn't for the fact of having to talk about this afterwards, I'd probably fast forward through their scenes. Right. But it's like, I got to make sure they didn't say anything that I might need to know of. Well, I just, I got to say, like, I agree. It's not even like a romantic. I mean, it's over now because Cinco's gone, but it's not even like there was zero romantic tension. Like there's zero like sexual tension that I could tell. Like it was just, as far as I could tell, all on cash Mm -hmm. wanting to make something happen again. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, Kyler says the throat slash is a 15 yard penalty and a fine in the NFL. It was banned about 20 years ago or so. So even the most violent sport outside of combat sports, they say it's too much. (laughs) That was obviously in reference to Sarah after her victory in the elimination last week. And, you know, she's throat slash and she's doing the most doing the most after her win. Um, and one last comment here from YouTube uh, Cheryl says Cinco said he got sick after the elimination and went to an Argentina hospital for taking in water. Others got slightly ill too. The producers cut costs scouting this location for this swimming challenge. I don't know where that info actually comes from. That's just from a comment here. Um, we can neither confirm nor deny that. I, I got nothing there, but. Sure. I will say it did look gross. We, we did discuss how gross the water looked, right? And you know, it that tracks with how sick Kira was, yeah, in this episode. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there might be something to that. Like, you killed it enterprises cannot claim any uh verifiable knowledge on this, but it makes sense, it tracks, yeah. And hey, we just read the we just read the comments. We discuss what we know. We can't confirm nor deny either. Um, and yeah, shouts to Cinco. I got to rep Cinco a little more for enjoying his time at Carabana. You know, once you fully embrace Toronto, we will embrace you. It's just kind of how <laughs> things work, right? I mean, the big question is, how does he pronounce Toronto? Toronto? Oh, if he does that, <laughs> that's a step back in our relationship with Cinco. That's I have funny. to say, so for our non-Canadian listeners who may not be aware of this, the Canadian accent, the Toronto accent is to not pronounce the second T. There can be some disputes. Some would say that you pronounce Toronto with a CH at the start, like Toronto. <laughs> I don't really do that. No. But you definitely don't say the second T. Like that's, that is like a hard and fast rule if you're a local and it's like, maybe it's the pandemic and not having dealt with non-Torontonians for like nearly three years. But now when I hear that, like someone really like biting off that second T in person, it just like gives me shivers. Like it bothers me so much. And like, frankly, I've been dealing with like a lot of Americans and Europeans at work lately. Mm -hmm. And there's been a lot of Toronto and I'm like, please stop. (laughs) That's funny. It's like nails on a chalkboard to me now. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's not nails on a chalkboard because I'll give this away early. I'm not going to give away my line of the episode, but 
Tyson is not nails on a chalkboard to me with his comments, just because like he's just funny. Like he just says things, and I think it's a dry delivery as well. So I'll well, I'll get to what my line of Tyson line of the episode is. But sure. Tyson being partnered with Kira, I thought that was super interesting right off the bat because he's gonna have a huge target on his back, obviously, after the move he made last week. But one thing I don't think they did a good enough job of doing was showing us kind of where the split lies within the house, mm-hmm. right? Because obviously Tyson is survivor and so are Sarah and Ben. And so if all these people were like splitting sides or taking sides here, like who's on whose side? Cause it's clearly not just, Oh, all of survivors doing this or all of big brother is doing this. So that part was kind of interesting to me. Um, but in terms of other partners that were interesting, you know, just right off the bat, Angela and Dominic getting partnered again. I thought that was funny. Angela does not do a very good job of hiding her feelings with her face. Like, even if she's not saying anything, you can tell she's cheesed. <laughs> I mean, I think we've all known an Angela, like at work, who just, I mean, Angela from the office actually is like sort of the same energy where just like cannot hold back. Yeah. And like, I kind of respect it. Like I don't get mad about it. Nope. Um, I think any pretense of the algorithm being truly random was ended when Ben and Sarah were paired together. Right. Like, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, I mean, you and I have been saying all along that it's not random. It's the producers making choices. But like, as soon as that happened, I was like, well, I mean, mm-hmm. come on. If anyone, if anyone out there still believes like, oh yeah, no, they have like a computer that does it. Like, nah, nah, not, not the next episode. Like minutes after Tyson guns after Sarah to get at Ben, like then Ben and Sarah get matched. Okay, mm-hmm. sure. Pull the other one. Likely story. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, something that you respect about Angela. Here's the thing I respect about Tyson. Tyson, I'm talking to a group and I couldn't really tell who was in said group, but him just saying, okay, I'm not giving you permission to put me in, but if you do, cool, go ahead, do it. I'll shake your hand and I'll go in and I'm not going to be mad at anybody at all. I mean, I know you could say, well, what else is he going to say? But there's a world in which I feel like most people handle that scenario where Mm -hmm. they come in and they're like begging for forgiveness. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm so sorry. And they start making excuses or they do what Cache did, which was throw Tyson under the bus completely. Right. And, And then like, which I... I get what she's doing because she has to play. She's obviously not as confident as Tyson might be in terms of his ability to win challenges or win an elimination. So I understand, but I just didn't like how she completely just threw him under the bus as if she wasn't the one who said to put in Sarah's team. Yeah. I also, so there's two things I want to talk about with, with this scene. First of all, I kind of loved Tyson's energy like here you go like we're not anti-Tyson I love Tyson's energy where he's like saying to sort of a group if you're gonna take game decisions personally maybe you shouldn't be playing the game yep super and like 
And also, especially because all we heard about last episode and the episode before was that Tyson and Sarah were never friends. Like they were in an uneasy alliance, right? And like Ben and Sarah just waited too long to gun after Tyson. Yeah. So like what it's not it's not like when Johnny Bananas screwed Sarah Rice out of the money, right? Like they had known each other for years and had legitimately been friends, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's not the same at all. Tyson and Sarah were never really friends. And then the other thing that uh, struck me was I wasn't even sure Cache had to apologize. And like, I guess she was doing her due diligence, but like, I can't imagine any scenario in which Sarah's anger focuses on Cache. Exactly. Nobody's focused on her at all. Right. Sarah knows who pulled the trigger, like who's, idea it was to gun after her yeah cache had some influence but like cache doesn't realize that sarah's mad not just because she was thrown in but ben it was either her or ben and in which case it's still tyson's idea so it just like i sort of when i saw cache apologizing at first i'm like oh that's not a bad idea and then as it went on i'm like no, it's the, you, you really don't need to do this. Well, the tears started coming out too. And I was like, really, this we're, this is what we're doing here? Like, why are you crying? Like, what am I, what did I miss here? Like, there had to be more to that that we didn't see. Cause I was like, where did the tears come from? But yeah. also too, like, again, if we remember how it actually went down, it was just funny to me because, okay, cool. It was either Sarah or Ben, but Cache was the one that was like, oh, we'll put in Sarah's team because uh, Ben was partnered with one of her. Uh, what did, did, uh, did Shannon say the Ligs? L-I-G-S, the Ligs, Love Island Girls. <laughs> Is oh, that what Shannon said? I, at the end did, I missed that. That's great. She I did like say that. that, yes. Um, and so, and the only reason I realized that too is because I watch TV now with closed captioning. <laughs> so I heard her say it and I looked up at the sky. I was like, wait, what? Oh, oh, okay. Um, but anyway, sorry. My point here was that Cache, because she didn't want one of her girls going in, that's why she said don't or put in Sarah's team. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um there's I like that this episode there was more focus on some people that we didn't really we haven't really seen much of, right? So like Enzo. David's kind of been there, but, you know, other than people telling us that David's not that good and then him winning an elimination, we didn't really get to see much of David or know what his gameplay was. So to me, it was interesting to hear him and Enzo kind of talk about how they're both just kind of playing the nice guy role and trying to be friends with everyone. Yeah. Is that a good strategy? No nope. the house. <laughs> wow. You didn't even let me finish the question, but I like it. No, go, go on, go on. I no, I don't think it is because people in this house are clearly really closely tracking who's working with who, even people who have allegedly been like secretive about who they're partnered with. Mm-hmm. It's out there. Like at one point, someone said, "Like, oh yeah, no, like Tyson's working with Angela." 
Like all, basically I'd say all the cards are on the table right now. So if all the cards are on the table right now and you're trying to be friends with everyone, eventually someone's going to say like, I don't trust that guy. He's friends with everyone. Like the lines have been drawn and this guy's not picking a side. Um, I saw, I want to say it was on the um, Facebook challenge group. Okay. But someone said, dear CBS, stop trying to make David a thing. He's not a thing. And like, I gotta agree. And like, I know we're gonna get to it. And he won the daily, but like, he is a person where I'm like, why, why is this guy here? Like, he, and he refers to this, like, he was on um, an all star season with um, Enzo, and which Enzo ended up winning an, an all star season of Big Brother. And David was eliminated the first night. <laughs> In part because everyone is like, who is this guy? I've never heard of him. <laughs> like, like I, I don't know who this person is. He's got to go. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely a weird flex for sure. And, and again, like, that's why I thought this episode was interesting because I still don't really know much about David. Like, I know people were making fun of him saying that he wasn't that good, but that's pretty much it. You know, then he won an elimination and was you know, pretty hyped up about that, obviously, but we didn't know much in this. I don't know how much to take from like, we mentioned it already. And obviously if you're listening to this, you know, this, but they win this, this challenge, which I don't know how much you take away from this challenge. Right. Cause I think like above all, it depended on how good your partner, you or your partner was at math. And if you were afraid of heights, so containment, which finally isn't a bad name, <laughs> right? In their quest to be clever with these titles, but it was, it was a little too straightforward, but I guess sometimes you need the contrast between the relentless bad puns. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll take it. The, they were on a pretty bad run. So I think this was a good, uh, a good uh, differentiator. Uh, so basically what there's four 40 foot shipping containers that were 25 feet above the water. You and your partner start on, you both run, jump into the water, climb or swim to opposite ends of the shipping containers, climb up said shipping containers. And on each you'll see symbols, which you have to memorize how many symbols and are on each. And then you have to swing across to the middle platform, which we'll get to. And uh, once you sw swing across to the middle platform, you then jump into said water and you do, you swim back, do a math puzzle based off the symbols that you memorized. And yeah, fastest team wins. I will say, and I forgot to mention this last week, but last week I went to uh, one of those like treetop uh, ropes courses. Nice. And it was I'm a little hurt. You didn't invite me, but go on. <laughs> it was super interesting because I kept like, well, two things. We didn't get to finish the whole entire thing because it got too windy. And so once the wind starts to get going, they like it's safety hazard. So they tell you to come down. So we didn't really get too far in. I think we got through like maybe two of the six in terms of difficulty, like as you keep going. Right. 
And for me, like, I'm afraid of heights. We've talked about that on this show, but I've always thought about how would I do at these challenges? And so some of these things, obviously you're like walking across and you're above. And it was interesting for me to like, then be like, like I was comparing it to said challenge. Like, how would I be doing in this right now? And I've said this on this pod before, where I feel like you could ask me my name while I'm just like hanging in the air and I might forget my own name. And that tracks, like I got across and I would get across certain things. And, you know, it it was kind of cool to like see that and do that. But I feel like, and that's when you're attached. In this one where you're not attached and you're just swinging across over 25 feet of water, I do wonder what my reaction would be like. And I know that you're cool. You're just like, yeah, no problem. All good. I get that. Amazing. More power to you. But it was interesting. It was interesting for me just doing like this ropes course thing. And I don't know how high we were up, but you're you're pretty high up in the trees, right? Um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I got my little challenge on, you know? I'm so proud of you. And was it next time you'll do it above water and you'll have to jump into the water? And then sure. Yeah. <laughs> I so next time. I have to tell you, <laughs> I didn't understand how this challenge worked. Because <laughs> there's a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of moving pieces. And one of them that they I I don't know, like maybe I missed something. So when they swing out to the platform, on the platform, they have to select the correct key to take across with them. And I don't understand how they knew which key was theirs. Yeah, that part, I don't know. I think like maybe they were given a color code at the beginning. I don't know. I have no idea. I But also I, like, it was, you could tell this was just, uh, I don't want to like, I'm going to make this sound really like not good and it's not my intention at all, but I feel like this was one of those challenges where it's like, okay, it's episode six. Uh, what haven't we done in a while? Okay. Above water. We got these shipping containers. We haven't used the shipping containers yet. Okay, cool. So what if we put the shipping containers over the water, we make them climb up. There's like, so we still have these like, uh, stickers. Yeah. Yeah. Memorize stickers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then you're just like adding a bunch of stuff together. Like it's just like a mixed bag of random challenges all put together. Right. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, it wasn't a great daily challenge. It was just kind of random. And I've talked about this for however long these whole, like we're just above water challenges. I'm always like, okay, yeah, I get it. It's, it's like, you know how sometimes you look in the fridge and you're a little tired and you're like, I don't want to go grocery shopping. I'm going to put grocery shopping off till tomorrow. What can I make from what I've got? Yep. That's sort of what this challenge felt like. It felt like macaroni and cheese and hot dogs. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) just sort of, you just sort of trying to make it happen with what you've got. Um, What I thought was funny was that there is no graceful way to get into the shipping container. So they yeah. start at the top of the shipping container. They walk across it, looking at the, the logos. And then they have to climb down some way into it. And like half of them, all of them fell into the cargo net that was sort of sticking out to catch them. And there's just, it was embarrassing for all of them. I did like, 
It was completely unsafe. It was very unsafe, which I enjoy. But I did like Leo saying he's on the, quotes good side because Ben, Sarah, he, Ben, Sarah, and Kayla are out for vengeance against uh, Tyson. First of all, Leo, my guy, you are collateral damage. Like, you are not the target. Second of all, like, no one's even including you in their plans. Like, you are... You are not, you are the water boy on this team at best. <laughs> like no one is like, all right, we're putting together our suicide squad. We got Ben, we got Sarah, we got Kayla. We need Leo. We need someone who thinks they're a cat that is critical to this mission. <laughs> like no one is talking this way. Okay. What am I missing here though? Because wasn't Kayla the one that went to Tyson to say that Ben was talking trash about him? Yeah. So how now is Kayla on, well, I guess Ben and Sarah don't know that Kayla did that. Like she's just playing both sides. That's what's happening right now. Yeah, I guess she's playing both sides. Okay. Okay. Fair, fair enough. Um, speaking of your man's Leo though, right? Like if we were looking at people that you would think would have done well at this and people that wouldn't got to give him credit. He did a good job. Dom. Dom did a good job, which, you know, might not have been sure about how Dom would have done. But I also do wonder how much better you perform if your partner is, like, doing a crazy job. You know, like, I mentioned the ropes course. If I'm, like, scared, but, like, my girlfriend is ahead of me, and she's just, like, has not a care in the world, she's just, like, leaning back, like, ah, like, stretched out in the middle of this thing, like, not even holding on to anything... And even as I could be as shook as I want, but I'm still going to go across, right? Like I'm still yeah. going to go across and try. So I'm wondering if you're Dom and you're partnered with Angela and Angela's out here just like being Wonder Woman because she's a beast and Leo's out here with Kayla and she's not worried about it at all. Like how much does that help, right? Because even like the whole house was cheering on Leo, right? and tj was even laughing and then i mean he went extra because he's leo and he's always going to be doing the most but credit to him like he did a good job right what i thought was telling was we saw enzo really struggle before leo went i mean enzo didn't even do it but i was intrigued to see how people were so behind leo and shouting encouragement whereas like enzo was getting some like applause but he wasn't getting like a cheer, a chance, you know, and it's just interesting to see how they're two both got different reactions from the crowd. It's a very good point. But I also wonder, was it like a sarcastic cheering of Leo because people are not threatened by him in any sense at all? So it's kind of like, you know, like the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, like you're almost like sneak dissing him. Do you know what I mean? Like you're encouraging them, but you're almost being patronizing, right? Well, I I think that um, they're probably, I think you're probably onto something. They are probably not threatened by Leo, but amused by his antics. Yes. So like you don't mind keeping him around because what, like what harm does that do? Like he's just going to entertain you (laughs) and then like he'll be gone or like absolutely collapse in the uh, in the final. Either way, like your yeah. investment level is low for some entertainment. 
Whereas like Enzo is a little dangerous and like he's actually won Big Brother All-Stars. Like he actually is a bit of a threat and he's everyone's friend, you know, so. Totally, totally strange, totally interesting. And Enzo, I mean, we'll we'll get to Enzo a, a little bit here, but uh, Ben and Sarah, who I'm pretty sure if I was producing this episode, I'd be so mad. Because, like, you've come up with this plan, obviously, the pair Ben and Sarah together to, like, go get Tyson and create some built-in drama, right? And Ben and Sarah don't, they don't keep up their end of the bargain. Sarah makes a huge mistake, and she causes them to, you know, fall down. Like, they don't, they had to go again. Oh, no, sorry. They got the, yeah, no, they had to go again because Sarah forgot one of the symbols. So they, they did a mistake with their calculation and that kind of ruined the built-in drama that I'm sure the producers were hoping for when they saw Sarah and Ben become partners. Uh, Sorry, as you're saying that something occurred to me. So we had that listener write in, talk about how everyone, not everyone, a lot of people were messed up by that river and the dirty, dirty water. Mm-hmm. And like Kira was saying that she was messed up as well. I wonder if the producers, when they were making the algorithm, if not only did they put Ben and Sarah together, but they're like, man, we know Kira's got food poisoning or whatever it was that well, was she's also her. afraid of heights. Yeah. Let's put her with Tyson. Like, let's really set this up for, and like, I mean, Tyson and Kira got disqualified after she fell from trying to swing to the platform mm-hmm. and she almost made it. And Tyson sort of tried to grab her and hold her on. Um, she didn't hold on. No, 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 no. She wasn't even close. Like she swung across, but like she wasn't she close to getting the on the, <laughs> she touched like the bottom of the platform at that, best. <laughs> that puts her closer than Enzo. Correct. Got to give her, hey, you know what? In all honesty, like I'm I'm joking around just in terms of like she didn't get close to being on the platform, but I give her credit for trying. Do I wish that she would have tried again? Maybe, but at the same time, like I kind of understand why she's like, okay, I just swung and that did not go well. I didn't come close to the platform and I fell very awkwardly into the water. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> I can understand that take too. Um, and at least she tried. Enzo didn't even try. But like, you know, one of the zipline things I did, for example, I remember, you know, like thinking, okay, you got to run and you got to like, just go. And I'm trying to tell my mind, like my mind is trying to tell my body that, but my body is like moving so slow and just kind of <laughs> like falling into the zipline. Do you know what I mean? Instead of- yeah actually running into it and like getting momentum. So I understand what happened to Kira. Enzo didn't even try. And I don't know. I I don't think that was cool. Cause if I was going on the challenge, like next week, do you know what I'd be doing right now? I'd be doing this podcast from that ropes course to get over it, to like, you know, figure some stuff out to get over the heights. I'd be swinging into water. I'd be doing all kinds of stuff. We say this often every season. If we were to be cast to be on the challenge, I would immediately start swimming for an hour every day. And yeah, I would, you're right. Like I would uh, be climbing stuff. I would be running. 
I think running's the big thing because that's something you really have to build up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I would immediately be in training for it, and and just like no, like there's a hundred percent chance you're going to be like at a great height over water at some point. Like yeah. it's going to happen. It's just a fact. So you mentioned Tyson and Kira get disqualified. Um, Enzo and Justine also get disqualified. Justine at least tried. And I guess there goes my theory of, hey, you saw your partner at least try. Are you going to try? And, you know, that didn't work for work out for Enzo. So they quit. And I thought TJ went a little easy on Enzo. I felt like there could have been more tj dissing here but i don't know if he's getting his cbs on versus his mtv on i think i think he went after enzo and they cut it out like you can as enzo like arrives he can be like you can hear tj be like oh come on man (laughs) but then like nothing like tj's not stopping there like that's yeah you know and they even showed um when leo successfully did it despite his fears Mm -hmm. um they show enzo sitting by himself like looking real down i'm sure like a tongue lashing from tj would help with that for sure i mean the the cutaway shot of enzo looking dejected was funny and also did leo refer to he he and kayla as shaq and kobe like did i get that correctly like where did that come from and why like i i'm i missed the correlation there like what I, i don't get it well i mean you know, people often called Shaq the big cat, right? So. <laughs> no, that is not, not a thing. No. So Enzo and Justine are last. Desi and David were the fastest, which surprised me. You were saying earlier on this pod that um, you, you don't know a lot about David. You're not sure if you like David. I have a question for you. Do you like yogurt? If you like, do you eat yogurt from time to time? Sure. Which which flavor? Not really. Of do you like? Not really. So like, I'm gonna change my answer and say no. Okay. I couldn't even. I thought about it. I'm like, wait, when was the last time I had yogurt? Well, then you know what? You've got the David experience. He is just human yogurt. Jeez. And plain, like no berries in it. No, like not a yogurt parfait. So... Like no granola. <laughs> just just the like plain original stuff that they serve at a senior's residence. I remember we were doing something on one of the pods and we were talking about, someone made the comparison of Tim Duncan and J. Cole because they called him the boiled chicken of rap. Okay. <laughs> you know, Duncan, I see that. Just being boiled chicken. I'm like, yo, Tim Duncan won like five championships. Like, what are you talking about? They're like, yeah, but he's boring. I'm like, Okay, I understand your point, but I just found it that like a hilarious diss, like the boiled chicken. <laughs> it's just like that's just what it is, right? Just plain ass chicken, <laughs> nothing spicy, nothing, right? Just boiled chicken. This gets the job done. But I mean, hey, David got the job done, and more importantly, Desi got the job done. Desi, one thing we've seen from her, just solid performances of effort, which. I mean, again, when you're seeing people lose because they don't put in the effort to at least try, you got to give credit to people who do put up the effort. So, yeah, Desi and David end up winning. Um, I actually have it in my notes that I'm not sure that I would have wanted to win this week. 
Well, I think this is interesting because this goes into the deliberation, Mm -hmm. right? And so Enzo and Justine are doing the thing where we're not going in and saying anyone's name because clearly tensions are high in the house with the split happening and people don't want to pick a side. So I understand Enzo and Justine just being like, whatever. I kind of get that. Cool. But hearing Desi and David and Desi clearly being like, oh, let's just throw in Shannon and Derek. Shannon's hobbled. Derek's not that good. We'll just throw in an easy uh, couple that's not that good and whatever. Live to play another day. We won't get any blood on our hands. We won't make any big moves. But David, he kind of wants to do the most. Which side are you on here? Which is what I'm saying. I think that fits into what you just said. There's two ways to go at it after the house is on the brink of blowing up. Do you pour gasoline on it or are you just trying to, you know, move away Homer Simpson, your way into the bush? Uh, I would, excuse me. I would absolutely throw in Tyson and Kira. Okay. Because again, Tyson's really good. He is probably the best person in the house and he is, in a very obvious alliance with the best person in the house in Angela, right? You gotta, you gotta take him out. Right. And like, he's hobbled by Kira who's still really sick. And they'd also thrown around uh, Kylan was who was Kylan partnered with cache. Yeah. Yeah. They also suggested that as an option. Because they both have the most money, right? Or at yeah. least like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they both had the most money. But I would have gone for Tyson because again, like how many opportunities are you going to get to, to shoot your shot at Tyson? And also increasingly, the quality of potential partners for Tyson is getting better. Exactly. So like, not that Kira's bad, but she's sick. So you got, you got to make hay while the sun's shining. Like you got to get after it when you can. I, so I absolutely would have gone after them. What would you have done? I would have, honestly, I would have done what they did. I'm not trying to, I still think there's too many people in the house at this point and it's not going to be on me. Like I'm not on, like if I'm those two, right. If I am Desi and David, I'm not on the radar of Sarah and Ben or Tyson. So I'm not going to do anything to add myself into that drama. Mm-hmm. Because here's the other part. Even if you do make the big move and throw in one of the big guns, we just saw that the big guns could come back. And then now guess what? You're on their radar. Because sending someone into the elimination isn't guaranteeing that they're going to go home. And again, they're going in against a team that's not really that good. So I understand it's the best chance or one of the best chances to take a shot at Tyson. I get that. But if Tyson's not coming after me, why do I need to worry about Tyson? Because he is built for doing finals. True, but I know those other like those two sides, like it's about to clash. It's going to be back on next week, right? So it can be back on next week when I'm not involved. And plus, if I'm Desi, right, maybe I still want Tyson around because I want to be partnered with Tyson 
next week because he's a good partner to have in a daily challenge. There's uh, one thing, a conversation that is very brief, but I have to highlight Mm -hmm. about the house. Sarah and Kayla are talking game, and Sarah tells Kayla that Tyson told her that they're campaigning for Leo and Kayla to go in. I don't know if Sarah's telling the truth, but why is Sarah talking to her mortal enemy, Tyson, about game? Like, what are you doing, Sarah? Like, you, the only thing you should be saying to Tyson is pass the catch-up. Like, that's, that should be the limit of your conversations with him. Why are you talking strategy? Why, like, why are you even engaging in conversation with Tyson at this point? I think they're still trying to, like, feel each other out. Still trying to, like, see how much longer they can let this ride for. Do you know what I mean? Like, see how much longer they can be like, okay, well, I might still need you to go forward just to like make this thing work. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, do I think it's the right move? I don't know. It's very strange right now because I still think they realize we might need these numbers instead of trying to kick each other out this early. Right. Like we can get pretty far and kick each other out later, but I don't know. But I also think Kayla is out here doing the most. Like she's blatantly playing all sides right in front of everyone's face, but I don't really think that it's being brought up yet. No, she's getting away with it so far. Yeah. And I also thought I got to say that I thought that Shannon was trying to hide her ankle injury or whatever was wrong with her. I thought that was very interesting. She kind of stayed out of, or was trying to, didn't really work. But I also think having Derek as her partner made them an easy target to throw in if you were trying to stay out of the drama, which clearly is what Desi's plan was. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I like, I'm, I low-key really liked Derek. Okay. So, and I expected big things from him and I was sorry to see how this played out. Mm-hmm. He did not uh, have a good season. Not a great season. Should we talk about spelling Eeb? Sure. <laughs> so this is <laughs> the final, the elimination. They, they give us the old swerve. So TJ explains there's 120 tires. Whoever takes their 60 tires from one platform to the other fastest wins. And then he's like, oh, just kidding. First, you have to do a backward spelling B, hence spelling Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, he has uh, them spell, like, how would you, how do you think you would have done spelling words backwards? See, the pressure I think would have screwed me up, but I also just think that the funny part was the words were what they do a lot is the words are easy, but because you're expect, like I'm always expecting a trick or a twist. So that would cause me to second guess myself. But the actual truth of the matter was that Justine couldn't spell cynical forwards. So (laughs) the difficulty of spelling it backwards didn't really matter. You had the perfect delivery on that, Sheldon. 
when they gave her the word cynical, I was like, oh, that's tough. What I was not expecting was for her to not know that C is the first letter in cynical. And then I, I always love when people are like, uh, well, who knows how to spell cynical? Lots of people do. It's not that uncommon a word. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a tough one. But again, I'm thinking like the part that threw me off was not that she made the mistake. It's just that you couldn't spell it properly the like the correct way, like yeah. forward, right? So like I understand if if someone made a mistake and let's say they swapped, you know, two letters in the wrong uh order. Do you know what I mean? Like cool. I could understand that because I feel like that's the kind of mistake that I would make because I'm just trying to go so quickly but i mean yeah not even getting the first letter correct is it's a tough it's a tough show um also i mean shannon has been weird in this season like not like she's there but not really doing much hasn't really been part of the drama really or anything going on in the house but i found it weird that she was hurt and then she's like just busting out these like confessional lines of hide your kids hide your wife because we're coming for blood and it's like okay you're just trying to get some last minute you know appearances off <laughs> like that's she, what through, right during the daily competition she shouted to Derek I've pulled my leg or whatever it was I've, mm-hmm. I've hamstring I think it was yeah and immediately someone in confessional was like don't announce in front of everyone that you're hurt keep in mind shannon's the one who also like first episode was like i can't do push-ups i don't want to be here like lady like what are you doing like don't give people a reason to put you in like it's incredible that i don't know what it's been like in real time but it's like three weeks since you made this mistake last like yeah, but again, I feel like she I haven't changed this point because I also feel like she hasn't been at least from what we've seen that involved in like the gameplay or the strategy or anything really. So I still feel what I said initially that she was just here for the gram, right? You're here because you're on a CBS show, you're going to take that clout, see how long you could ride it out for, but in your mind, you're thinking, well, I'm not going to win anyway, so whatever, I'm out. And I mean, the way, so this elimination, I thought again, was just kind of jumbled and and pushed together, right? Like it wasn't a great elimination, but also I don't think that Shannon and Derek got ripped enough for how terrible their performance was. It was so bad. I mean, it boils down to this because they win the spelling bee, they get five of their tires removed. They have like a five out of 60 uh, head start. Mm-hmm. Enzo and uh, Justine mm-hmm. are being smart as they're running back and forth. They're being really organized about their tires. They're like keeping it all on a level. So they do like, they fill the platform and then they put it on another layer. Someone described it, I think Ben described it as a pancake. Mm-hmm. And starts me- with a good foundation. Yeah. And like, it probably under the pressure, probably wouldn't have been worth it, but they could have been even smarter about it and like had it so that the tires weren't sitting on each other in piles, but like having tires like spread out over each other, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. anyway, 
Meanwhile, Derek and Shannon just like stacked some up high and some low and was just like a literal pile. Like there's no organization to it. Yeah. And so what it boils down to is Derek and Shannon have all their tires in place, but they're having a hard time keeping them all piled up because they keep falling down. And that gives Enzo and Justine enough time to just catch up one. It made it was weird. It made no sense. Like even as they were editing it together, I'm watching this thinking, wait, how do you lose this? Because at one point when you have one left, your partner should be just worried about stacking the rest of the pieces that the rest of the tires that aren't on the platform, like while you're doing your last lap. So that's the part I didn't understand. Shannon comes back. Now both of you should just be worried about stacking while they're still going two extra times to get tires. Like it really made no sense to me. It was strange. I got nothing. It was a bad performance. It it adds into me wondering like, okay, like, were you trying Shannon? Like, did you want to stay on the show? Were you just kind of like, all right, I'm done. I'm out of here. It was just really strange to me, a strange performance. And I watched that and, and think about the episode on the whole. And you came out and said, you know, you weren't really sure about this episode. And if you really play it out, I mean, the daily challenge, Enzo didn't even really try. So then they end up in an elimination where it was a horrible elimination performance by Shannon and Derek. So, and then homegirl can't spell cynical. So it was just like failure upon failure upon failure to an episode that probably should have been really good when you add in the, what we talked about earlier, where you have the Tyson drama with Ben and Sarah. So you're thinking those two things are going to come to a head in the next episode. And then Ben and Sarah completely flop in this elimination. And it's just like, you end up with this episode. Well, and I know you and I disagree on this point, but I think David and Desi made the wrong call in terms of who they put in. Yeah. So like, they're like, this is the part of you killed it, where we traditionally say who the MVP was. This is really hard to say who like won the episode. So, I mean, this, I'm going to just stay on a, a theme here because I didn't give my line of the episode either, but I'm going to morph it all into one. Okay. So line of the episode goes to Tyson, right? He says, heading into the daily challenge, he says, I'm the favorite in this one. There's water, there's climbing, there's brain stuff. And I'm the best at all three of those. <laughs> Which again is like brain stuff. Like what? Like He just says yeah. things that make no sense, but they're like good one-liners at the same time. Right? That's, like what, it's, that's what pe smart people say. They don't say intellect or intelligence. They say brain stuff. Right. So with that said, I'm going to say Tyson killed it because this episode, follow me, this episode was set up for him to lose. Right. Yeah. He's supposed to lose in this episode. You made he 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 swung for the fences at the end of last episode and lost. Right. So now all the smoke is supposed to be on him. And he just comes out at the beginning of the episode, diffuses it, says, hey, I'm not telling you all to put me in. But if you want to put me in, cool, we're here to play a game. If you're going to take it personally, that's on y'all. He gets partnered with someone who isn't one of the strongest competitors. But then on top of that, 
they're struggling in a daily challenge in which they're afraid of heights. This is set up for him to lose, right? And then she gets sick. So now if they do end up in that elimination, which as you said, they probably should have been, chances are, you know, they don't do well unless he puts up a superhero performance, but we never get to that point. And why don't we get to that point? I don't know, because maybe Tyson's right. He's the best at all three, the brain stuff. I don't know how he manipulated his way to not even really be in the picture. I guess it's just Desi was like, nah, let's not make any noise here. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, he did it. I don't feel like he even manipulated his way, though. Like, that's like, I hear what you're saying. And I guess by default, Tyson is the MVP. And like, that's as strong as I can, an endorsement <laughs> as I can give. Yeah. But to me, it speaks volumes that like Tyson didn't really do anything right like it was David and Desi making a choice that I don't know is that great it was Sarah and Ben falling way short it was Enzo falling not at all actually and then it was Derek and Shannon not being able to stack tires right like it was a pretty I don't want to say it's a mediocre episode, but like there was no master gameplay. Like people just sort of bumbled through this one. So let me ask you, do you think, how do you think Tyson and um, why am I drawing a blank? Kira would have done in that elimination against Enzo and Justine. Uh, I think they would have won. Yeah. Okay. Because so one of the rules, we didn't really get into this, but one of the rules was you could only carry one tire at a time. Mm Mm-hmm. But there's nothing to stop Tyson from, like, going twice as fast as anyone else. Yep. Right? So, like, he could easily have been taking one tire, uh, two tires for every one of Enzo's. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, because his endurance is just on point, as we've seen. Yeah. Okay. I don't think he would have stacked the tires so foolishly. Yeah. So, like... For just just to be clear for the listeners, I'm not giving anyone an MVP. I'm not saying <laughs> there's an LVP, yeah. But like, like I don't want to give out MVPs for just like surviving due to other people fucking up more. <laughs> Fair, I understand no, that. No I participation rib- ribbons on you killed it. So I like it. I like it. Uh, where can the good people find you on the social? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Same thing goes for the YouTube page. Like and subscribe, share the pod, hit us with the like button, all that fun stuff. Rate us, tell your friends, challenge USA, CBS. We here. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Hill. And this week, I'm covering the National Bank Open, which is Canada's uh, professional women's tournament. The professional men's tournament is in Montreal. Uh, and I watched Serena Williams' last match in Canada last night. I covered it, I should say. And then just watch it. So if you like tennis, now is a great time to follow me on Twitter. If you like Greece... Now is also a good time to follow me on uh, Instagram because I'm going there next week. 
So for some reason, sorry, for some reason, I thought you meant grease, like grease lightning. <laughs> like I was like, I know Olivia Newton John passed away, but I was like, wait, where's the tie in here? I was like, did you write something about it? I don't know why I went, I went there and then I went like greasy food. So I was thinking <laughs> that you were going to say like, if you like grease, like I'm on, you know, I'm trying these new restaurants and really it's greasy spoon. Like that's where my mind went, despite the fact that I saw you yesterday and you told me that you were going to Greece. <laughs> I was just going to point this out, Sheldon. We sat and faced each other and talked about me going to Santorini. I know. I know. And I texted you about it earlier this week, too. I know. I know. I Yeah, I got nothing. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. You and me both, buddy. <laughs> until next week this was you killed it <laughs> you